Hi, I'm John Morgo, one of the last three guys to a podcast. We've switched our platform to Anchor. Why? Well, there's a couple of reasons. It's free. They'll help you produce and record your podcast. They'll also help distribute it, get you on Spotify, iTunes, and all the rest. And you can make money from it, even without any listeners. It really is a great deal. So join us. Download the software at anchor.fm and click to get started. And, and be with us, the last three guys do a podcast on Anchor. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you have to be watching us or listening to us on the Great Wide World brought together by the Internet. Last three guys do a podcast are here. It is the day of Game 4 of the NBA Eastern Conference playoffs, the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks have a 2-1 to one lead heading into this matchup. I'm here with Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown, and we're going to get into all that this series and what's going on out west. The Phoenix Suns have a 3-1 series series lead on the Clippers they won yesterday in game four interesting game Suns had a big lead LA came back Suns held on so now we have to turn to game four now the Hawks and the Bucks they played it two nights ago game three here in Atlanta all Milwaukee probably the worst stomping that Atlanta Hawks have received all season especially in these playoffs and what does that mean for game four? Well, let's turn to our panel and find out. So I'm going to switch these. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, I'm going to turn the microphone, uh, the camera around. And as Daniel Bolton gives you his opinion. All right, so well, we're in game three. So we have to remember that. Series tied at one. A lot of people will say, well, look, this game is it's a more important game. But who is it an important game for? You know what I'm saying? I mean, when I look at game two, let's let's just put it this way. Game two was probably supposed to happen. Right. Because we have to recap game one. Mm -hmm. Game one, Atlanta goes in to Milwaukee and beats them at home. Right. All right. But not just beat them. A couple of things that they were doing that were quite disrespectful. Okay. Yes. Off the glass, Trey Young goes off the glass to John Collins with a slam dunk. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> then the shimmy. Oh, yeah. The, the shimmy. The, shimmy the, na the shimmy is a big thing. Giannis pointed out in the huddle and said, uh, wait a minute. Uh, do y'all know what he's doing? I'm the shimmy. <laughs> Now, if it's me, I'm doing the same thing. I'm right. saying, hey, wait a minute, hold on. You shimmied on me? <laughs> you shimmied on, on me. He shimmied on you on my home court. He shimmied. That's like you coming into my house and we playing 2K. And you beat me by 20 points and then you just sit the <laughs> You just sit there and shimmy. In Jonesboro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay? With the, with the lake house. In the lake on, house. On national television. On national television. Right. And you sitting up and you doing that to me. Game two was like that dude who got beat up and he wasn't supposed to get beat up. Right. And he came back and he got his revenge on you. He got you bad. Right. All right. Now, I am impressed with what Nate, Mil Nate McMillan said after game two. He kept it simple. He said this. The level... Milwaukee told us the level, showed us the level that we have to play mm -hmm. if we want to win this series. Yes. 
and that's exactly what Milwaukee did. They did what they were supposed to do for game two. They were supposed to bounce back like they were. Mm-hmm. Game three, we don't know what's going to happen because now Atlanta, uh, again, a, a team who has to remember who they are. You still have to play like you're not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. I expect for Trey Young to play better. He had nine turnovers in that last game. I expect for his team around right. him to play better. You know? Yeah. Um, Giannis was a dog down low, and everybody knows that nobody can't stop him when he gets in that paint, man. He is impossible to stop. So if we can somehow – I don't know if we have to get a double team, but we got to get that ball out of his hands when he's within 10 feet of the basket. That's all I know. Yeah, as far as um, from my point of view, I believe that game one was not supposed to happen in the eyes of the – Pretty well, much the greater the, the casual basketball fan. Yeah, everybody. But then again, the Hawks weren't supposed to beat the Knicks. The Hawks weren't supposed to beat the Sixers. That's true. So they they darn they darn sure weren't supposed to get game one against the Bucks. Right. And it's I'm, I'm, it's said to consider that the Bucks are a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And for them to come into the Bucks house and beat them with such swagger, I mean, just left everybody at odds. I mean, that that was not supposed to happen. Game two was supposed to happen. In the sense that the Bucks were expected to come in, dominate after getting embarrassed at home, and pretty much Giannis was going to come in and you know impose his will on the Hawks. I expect that, but as far as if I'm Atlanta, I'm not disappointed in our in the last two games. I believe if you're Atlanta, you did what you're supposed to do. You could you, you go in you, you go in and you and you steal a game. That's what the Bucks did not want to happen. As right. far as the Bucks are concerned, they want to be up 2-0. Yep. They want to be the ones with all the confidence going in. Now. Atlanta right now is playing with house money to a certain degree. Literally. Mm-hmm. They're going to game they're, they're going to game three with the ideal circumstance of the series being tied up after not having home court advantage. And remember, Atlanta still has home court advantage. Absolutely. Correct. Okay. So that's why these two games are important. So if Atlanta could come in this game, you know, remember who they are. Remember that, you know, Atlanta has to understand that, hey, we beat the Knicks. We beat the mighty number one seeded Sixers. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's supposed to be here. That, that wasn't lucky. See, one game is luck. Four games, that is. You just not, better. You, you just yeah. better. You just better than them. Right. So they have to come into that situation, understand that, you know what? I believe that we are better and that we neutralize an all NBA. It is because of the Atlanta Hawks that Ben Simmons will be traded next year, possibly mm-hmm. if they can get rid of him. Yes, if someone if they'll fi- if they can find a landing spot for him. Correct. He's the reason. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks are the reason. Trey Young's the big reason. While the Sixers are in limbo right now, because like John just said, they may not even find a landing spot for Ben Simmons because why he is a max contract player. Yeah. Hundred seventy-seven million dollars. Every and, year his salary's going up. And every person in the league saw him in Game Six and Seven. And, and basically said WTH. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the passed up the passed up layup. I mean, yeah. The passed up layup yeah. in Game Seven. He has it all alone, and he go and he tries to dish it off. Yeah. Confidence is just his confidence has been obliterated. Right. Until further notice. So if yeah. you're Atlanta Hawks, you understand that you're responsible for all that. Mm-hmm. So going into next game. Trey Young being the young, I mean, this man, when I think of Trey Young, what recent all-time great does he remind you of?
Steph I'm, Curry, maybe? I'm, I'm running Allen Iverson. You going Allen Iverson? I'm going Allen Iverson. I'm talking about the crossover. Is he a superstar now? Because I, I think a lot of people were saying that nah, he's not really a superstar yet. Listen, this guy leads you to the Eastern Conference Finals. He beats the number one seed. Yeah, he's a superstar. 48 points in, in, yeah, in, in, in your game first one. ever Eastern Conference yeah, Finals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. 48, 11, and 7. Yeah, but Trey likes, pra- likes to practice. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Trey Young as possibly being, you know, we, we haven't seen a point guard lead their team to an NBA championship since Isaiah Thomas. I'm talking about where your point guard is the face of your franchise. Right. Mm-hmm. It's been over almost, it's been over 30 years. And I say Steph Curry because he's shooting. Because of Trey Young's shooting ability. Yeah. Although, he's not shooting the ball well in, in this postseason. And not like. Well, he, I mean, he's getting he's his points, but he's, he's giving a lot of shots yeah. to do it. Yeah. That's, a, that's the difference. And he's getting his points another way by, by the penetration move. And now he's perfecting that little float shot that he does. Yeah, so he can do the floater from like 20 feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and the tricky part about the floater. It looks like it could be a shot, but it also looks like a lob. Right. And, so it's, it, and it could go either way. And it could go either way, yeah. But you have to have you have to have vision, and you have to be able to have uh, a connection with your players, with your teammates, to know, hey, I'm coming to you. But at the same time, hey, uh, nah, this is going to the basket. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to hit this shot, so leave it alone. Yeah. If the, if the Hawks can pull this off tonight, and pretty much look, because if they pull this off tonight, we're looking at the Atlanta Hawks are looking at Milwaukee dead in the eye. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we, we, we could text you guys out. This right here will set the basketball world upside down more than it already True. has. Yep. True. If mm-hmm. the Hawks, because these guys are unlikely. These are the unlikely heroes of parody mm-hmm. to a certain degree. I mean, the Hawks represent, because you know, one thing that the NBA. So certain, you, you got the main, you got the, always got the same main players that are in pretty much always in contention for a championship to a certain degree. Yes. This year, it's like, cause you know, with, with the Heat, we've seen the Heat come. The Heat's been in the playoffs, like you know, they've been in the playoffs for the past three years, just like that. You know, they, they, right. you know, but the Hawks have not. These guys missed the playoffs last year. These guys missed the playoffs the last couple of years, four years. Four years, five years. Yeah, it's been four years. Yeah. If we get a Hawks and Suns playoffs, I'm going to have to do my homework. But when's the last time you seen an NBA championship where both teams have missed the playoffs? Not mm. Have not even knocked on the door. Yeah. I, I haven't seen – I could be wrong. Well, you figure the last time – I mean, you figure it's always been Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Steph Curry – Either one of those, then you could stretch that all the way back to Jordan and the Bulls. So you figure Jordan, O'Neal, Wade, Kobe—they've all—they've all kind of run into each other. And I would argue that you could go back to Irvin, Bird, and maybe even before that to Abdul Jabbar and and uh, Bill Russell and Walt Frazier. It's always been those. It's always been you always get the same. Yeah. Crowd, right at the event. Yes, it's all yeah. But in terms of you, <coughs> excuse me, you might get one team that no one expected to be there, but no way you're gonna get two. This is unheard of. And, and to a great to a certain degree, you look at people like the Clippers. 
The Clippers have been knocking on the door for the past. Wait, I mean, it's they've been knocking on the door for twenty years. Ever since they've been, ever since Blake, ever since Blake Griff, they drafted Blake Griffin. They've been knocking on the door. I'm about to answer Leon's question. I uh, wouldn't even believe this. Do you know the last time two teams made the NBA Finals and didn't make the playoffs the year before? Last season, the Heat and Lakers did not make the playoffs the year before. That's true. It's yeah. just, you know, we think of LeBron. <laughs> Last dude. season, That's and true. that was the first time that ever happened. Okay. That's true. But that gets to Leon's point about Le- about LeBron. Or actually, I guess it was my point. Yeah. You know, LeBron was the, the guy who brought. who the brought common denominator. The yeah. common denominator. Yeah. Because it's not so much the teams, it's the players. Correct. You know, we, there's always been that name, that first name player. First name player. That, yep. that has been on one of those teams that has gotten there. Yep. In this particular case, we have we've never seen Chris Paul in the finals. No, we've never seen John Collins in the playoffs. In the playoffs, right? We never seen Trey Young in the playoffs. Right. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and guys, that's under the assumption that Phoenix gets out, which they're up three one. Three one, and 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 everybody tried to hand them game. Game three last night. Yeah, yeah they did. I mean, basic the between the refs, between everything. Yeah. Even the Suns tried to give it to them. Yeah. And the Clippers basically <laughs> didn't want it. And and this is with this is with Devin Booker not really shooting the ball well. With a broken nose. With a broken nose. Uh, and and listen, I'm not the one that's gonna be like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's an excuse. Nah, man, when when Ty Lue switched Pat Beverly on him, that's actually been the key. Pat Beverly doesn't care about your broken nose. No, he doesn't. You know, he he's, but that's, I've been always saying this for years, man. That you need that fool out there to do these kind of things, right? <laughs> and, and that's yeah. what he is, and that's what he provides. But that game last night, I, I mean, you, I, I'm sitting there watching the highlights, and I'm like, man. Phoenix should have lost this game. <laughs> I know. I was watching it, and I was thinking to myself, okay, the, 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 you know, because they're up big. They're up big. And right. then all of a sudden, the Clippers are down are in shooting distance, and, and, and then it's a two-point game. And here we go again. I was like, right? okay, yeah, it's coming back. And this is the first time this season that a team has scored, I think they said, under 85 points and won a game right. the whole season. But remember, in the NBA now, it takes about 115 points to win a game now. So to score under under 85 points and still win a game and you're the Phoenix Suns, that says something to me. Um, I think we said it before the broadcast. I think all three of us agree that uh, this that series will not go past Monday night. The Phoenix Suns will win will win the Western Conference. It First is. time since 1993 when Sir Charles Barkley. Sir Charles Barkley. Yes. Yep. 28 years. 28 years. 28 years. I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. The last time Phoenix. Uh, Went to an NBA final. This is just crazy. And we look at the, the Phoenix Suns where um, when they were spearheaded by Steve Nash and Mario Sotomayor. Didn't make the finals. They didn't make no. the finals. They came close. I think there was some type of scandal that came out of them not making mm-hmm. it one mm-hmm. year. But, they, you know, they were knocking on the door 2010 where they right. faced the Lakers. Right. Yep. But they just never got a chance to really open that door until recently. And... I mean, when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks, the winner of that series, their long awaited drought will be over with. Right. Milwaukee since 1971, and Atlanta, Atlanta, the, the Atlanta uh, city of Atlanta, 
the franchise hasn't been since 1958, but the city has never been. Yes. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. They were the St. Louis Hawks. They were seeing, in 1958. Yeah, we're... Now, from a, an Atlanta native perspective, mm-hmm. will this be from the sports gods? The Atlanta Hawks making the NBA Finals essentially more exciting than the Braves making the World Series? Yes, because when you look at the rankings of sports, right, of course it's football one. You know, baseball is no longer America's pastime, and I will say that. Yes. Baseball is no longer America's pastime. Football is now. And in a certain sense, Basketball has kind of passed uh, baseball, in a sense. You know, and it has its reasons. Um, a lot of people would like to say the game is getting too slow. Now that they've instituted instant replay, and now they've instituted all of this, and we'll talk about and we'll get into all of this right. uh, between innings mess with the pitchers later. It, now you institute that, and then, of course, the scandals that have hurt baseball over the years, and that continues to hurt baseball over the years. It's just a lot of stuff that adds up that puts baseball down. If the Atlanta Hawks were to get out of the East and win the NBA championship, that is a big-time celebration for this city. But, of course, the city always is always going to be like, you know what, we're not complete yet. You know, We're not complete yet until we see those Atlanta Falcons get there and they win it all, okay? And, and that's just what it's going to be. But if Atlanta does – but if the Hawks do this – Oh, this city's <laughs> this city's gonna go crazy. Yes, this city's gonna go absolutely nuts. And and it was almost about it was it was like that in '95 when the Braves won the World Series, but that was 25, 26 years ago. This city has not had a championship. Well, let me rephrase that. Now, most people, if you're looking at us live, let me say it: the Atlanta United did win a. Did, yeah, they, they won, won the yeah. MLS Cup. Right, a couple years ago. A couple of years ago. But the city's not going to look at it that way. They're going to look at it and be like, mm, it's not football. Sort of mm. It sort of counts. It sort of counts, but mm, I mean, we it's tur- not football. We turned it's not out. We tur- not people turned out for that parade. Yeah. They, they, got, a good, they got a good showing for they that parade. They got a good showing for the parade. Because, I mean, it was an Atlanta sports team. It, it was a, and it was a major, the probably the fifth major sports organization. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a global following. So, yeah, so whether or not it counts or not, I mean, there are people who will say, yeah, it, it yeah, it counts. It counts. Yeah, right, right. But it's about for, for the rest of us, it's kind of a sort of. Yeah. It's kind of, well, we got nothing else better to do on a Monday. On a right. Monday so we're going right. to go celebrate that we won, the, that we won it. But. But realize this, and and I think you guys can agree with this. Out of the four teams that are left, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Phoenix, the Clippers. Honestly, there's really only three teams that's going to feel the pressure. Milwaukee, because of but, course this will be the third. If they lose to Atlanta, this will be the third straight season. Yep, Milwaukee because they're feeling history. Yeah, they have a feeling of history. The Suns with Chris Paul. Chris Paul, one of the all-time great point guards, still can't get a world title. Still can't get a world title. Ten-time All-Star, 
uh, 11 team, first team, all NBA, 19,978 uh, points. And he is the only player with that kind of stat without an NBA championship. The Clippers, of course, the basement to the Lakers. Yes. <laughs> the, and and the, they're not even in the mansion, probably. The, <laughs> okay. They're probably they're sitting off on the house on the other side. The stepchild, the they're redhead the stepchild. stepchild. Yeah. They're the stepchild. And of course, with Ka- Kawhi Leonard coming to the Clippers and not choosing the team with LeBron, all of that stuff that's going on with them or whatnot, they still can't do it. What do the Atlanta Hawks? The Atlanta Hawks were supposed to be out in the first round. Right. <laughs> So they don't really have anything to play for. As Leon, as, they as don't feel no pressure. Yeah, right? As we said, we're, as Leon phrased it, you know, they're playing with house money. They're not supposed to be here. They can have fun. They can enjoy themselves. Correct. Um, so, you know, they just play the, play the way they want to play and, and, see where, and see where things go. And as we see, they're doing every – they're throwing the ball off the glass in the game. They're doing practice moves in the game. They're, they're hot-dogging. They're shimmying. Man, this is just – you know, this is that shimmy that he did was, I believe I put that up there with the shimmy that Chris Paul did to Steph Curry in the Western, in the Conference, Western Conference Finals, finals. What, two yeah. years ago. Two years ago, two or three years ago, two. It might have been two. After, it was two. It was two. It was two years ago after yeah. Steph Curry made a three on him and shimmied on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this has been the five year. This has been like we're, we're seeing this is like the age of the shimmy. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm excited. You know, I want to see how the Atlanta Hawks respond to what happened in Game Two. You know, I, I believe you know there's going to be a it's it's like the it's I'm almost it's like the unlike will we see an unlikely changing of the guard? Everybody thought when LeBron left it was going to be Giannis. Then we see major monumental changes happen in Brooklyn. Oh, it's going to be Kevin Durant. Well, Giannis has had his chances. He could, and he couldn't, com- and he couldn't complete them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Giannis has had two prior shots, and he's and he's just failed to meet the occasions both times. So now you're going, you're, you're going to have, and that's weighing on him. There's no question of it. There's no question it's weighing on him. The question is uh, whether or not it's getting enough of his enough into his head to uh, affect his performance. And from the performances in Game One and Two, you have to say no, it's not. Right. Man. Which will make the job for the Hawks a heck of a lot easier. Who would have thought that the team that could possibly take over after LeBron left the Eastern Conference was going to be the Atlanta Hawks? <laughs> Anybody predict this? I mean, I said it at the beginning of the year that if this team was healthy and they brought in the right pieces, this team was a five seed at best. Remember I said that. Yeah. Yep, that's where they are. And I think Miami probably would have been that fourth seed, but they they just Milwaukee just just put it to town on them. You know, <laughs> it was a sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, I don't think we thought that the Hawks would be right here at this point of time. But let me tell you something. Win or lose, what they have done to everybody is tell them, Hey, here we come. And we might be here for a while. Right. We might be here for a while. If we added one more piece, we are here. And I think that's where they are right now, trying to make themselves an attractive free agent destination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not just a last stop to retirement. Last stop to oblivion. Yeah. Right. Vince Carter. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony. 
Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> just this is just I'm I'm at I'm at a loss for words, everybody. I mean, and that's another thing. Imagine imagine if Melo had stuck around. Yeah. I mean, true. they could they could. I mean, we're getting the last laugh on that deal. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we really yeah. are. Yeah, Melo's like, well, I should have I should have came to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, remember he was here for for yeah, about he was ten here hours. For ten hours. Yeah, and then he just where th- did he go to? Did he go to Portland? I think he went to Portland. Yeah, he yeah. did. He Portland. did. He went to Portland. And he's currently yeah. in Portland. The Lakers are said to be. I mean, it's it's conjectured that the Lakers are talking about pursuing Carmelo Anthony you know, at this age. Well, there's no there's no question. Carmelo Anthony can still put the still ball in the bucket. Yes, I mean, yes, one of the all time great scorers. You know what I'm saying? He he can still do that. But uh, the, the most attractive free agent, of course, is Damian Lillard. And now there's word that he wants out of Portland. Right. Now, here's the change of the guards with that. Because, of course, as of late, we've seen the coaching carousel go on. Mm-hmm. Rick Carlisle to the Pacers. Yeah. Back with Indiana, actually. I think that's where he started his coaching career in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd now becomes the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. And there's sources that are saying that uh, Chauncey Billups is now the leading candidate for the head coaching job at Portland. Right. So do y'all think that that's going to uh, – is that going to help keep Lillard? I, you don't think so? I don't know. I don't think so. What, what would it take, though? Or do you think he just needs to go to a bigger market? I think, he, I think that's what it is. He's looking to go for a bigger market. And I think he would love. And I think he would love to come to Atlanta simply because we are the home of hip hop. And and he's got and he's got that he's got his rap albums. I think you know. If if you guys let's say in a hypothetical that 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 would would propose a trade, he's still in the midst of a mass contract. Mm -hmm. Not a free agent. Um, Atlanta had to give up too much. Right. If I'm Atlanta, I don't make that move right now. You have a young core that's pretty much, you know, doing the sky. It's safe to say that as of today, mm-hmm. with this young core, the sky is the limit. You, these young men are better than we thought they were. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I'm the Hawks, you don't disrupt that. If right. you're not broke, don't fix it. Um, the team that needs to Dame Willard the most with the highest expectations. Is my team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, the Lakers need everybody. I knew you were going to say the Lakers. <laughs> right. <we need> Lakers. <laughs> Lakers need everybody. Mm-hmm. All f- good free agents need to go to the Lakers. But the, um, the likelihood of him coming to the Lakers because we're going to have to give up too much. Right. You know, the, 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 the Porter Trevor is like, hey, um, if we're giving you Dan Lillard, we're going to win Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Well, they might not even have to do that. If they have enough, if they have enough cap space, but it seems like a lot of these teams have enough now. If they have enough cap space, then they don't have to do that. And I think, I think Lil, this is Lillard's contract year. So, or this is the year he probably can opt out. I'm not sure what it is, but I do know. I thought, I thought they maxed him out. He maxed him out, but I think he has an option. Oh. I think he has a player option. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay, that's, that's news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like Kawhi Leonard has a, a player option, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely has a um, player option. Um, Kawhi Leonard, um, 
I think he comes back next year. He has unfinished business. Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, he comes back next year. Absolutely. Especially the way, the manner um, in which they may, it looks like they may lose because of injury. Mm-hmm. That he has unfinished business. I believe Kawhi Leonard will come back with a vengeance. And I believe that we'll see the Clippers in a much similar situation next year. Right. In the what potentially in the Western Conference Finals again. Especially with a healthy Kawhi Leonard. I think they I believe that the Clippers will have to upgrade at the point guard position. Mm-hmm. Um the Rajon Rondo experiment did not happen the way they thought us. You know, he didn't produce he didn't produce Yeah, that was a that was a bust. Yeah, that I, was a bust. I, 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 for lack of a better term, I try to I'm trying to be nice, John. I'm trying to be nice. We know. <laughs> but um he did not meet expectations. No, he didn't. <laughs> it was a bust, everybody. We know it was. <laughs> You know, um, Rajon Rondo, I mean, it seems to me that the Lakers were an ideal situation for him. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, you know, he pretty much got his um, financial wishes granted right. by, the, by right. the Atlanta Hawks, but they had no intention of doing anything with him. Right. So, you know, and I believe if, if I'm Dame Lillard and someone who's used to handling the ball, I mean, who, you know, Trey Young is not the best three-point shooter. Um, they're both... You're going, if you bring Dame Miller to the Hawks, you're going to make a level of critical mass. Two, two objects of equal or equal or near equal value cannot operate the same space at the same time. These are essentially two point guards. Yes. That are going. You know, they're going to want the balls, which is what you're saying. They're going to, but they're going to want to handle the ball. So if you bring in Dame Miller, you got to make sure that he is the right fit for your team. Right. The things that he gives you are what you need. And if he wants to be a point guard, well, we got our point guard. Unless Trey Young's interested in becoming a shooting guard. Trey Young is... I don't think... And I think you're right, Leon. Now that I think about it, I think you're right. I don't think Trey Young wants to be that shooting guard. I think he's very happy being the face of the team. Absolutely. So, we've seen this with Bryce Jackson and Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. X amount of years ago. It didn't work. Right. Bryce Jackson wants the ball. Russell Westbrook's like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever Russell Westbrook's going, he's bringing the point. He's bringing the ball with him. Yes, which leads me to which, which leads to my next Lakers scenario landing spot. I'd be happy to have Russell Westbrook on my team with LeBron and yeah. Anthony, Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook is known to he's, he he'll dish out assists, mm-hmm. he'll rebound the basketball, and when asked to, he will score the basketball. Yes, right. Now, between him and LeBron, well, you know, they may not be the best three-point shooters to a certain degree. Right. But at the same time, you, you – I like it. I, I – you know, now, you know, it's, it's all about what, what Washington is willing to do. Mm-hmm. And I believe that um, based on their results from last year, I mean, they, Washington did get to the playoffs, but it didn't really amount to much. Yeah, because that's 7 through 10. Does, are we really even counting that as making the playoffs now? Yeah, but they actually did go through. They became the AC. Right. So – yeah, but they, they but they, yeah, but they were they were there. They said hello. They left. Right, right. Yeah, and that's if if you're the Washington franchise. I mean, it does. I mean, those playoff tickets sold do help. But at the same time, you know, you're an seed. You got swept by the first seed. Was there any real progress made with Russell Westbrook there? Which in turn left in what? Yeah, you know, seven games where they did that they did get knocked out. True. Yeah. So. If I'm Washington, I'm definitely listening to offers. 
Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, if, if if they get like you know a different player that gives you know you, you have a premier, you have a potential scoring champ in Bradley Beal, who could be the focal point of your offense? Who's essentially unstoppable? Yeah, I, I would call Bradley Beal top five shooting guard in the league this year. Mm-hmm. So, well, he did he lead the league in scoring? He almost won a scoring title. Yeah. Steph Curry got the last minute. No, Steph got Curry in. got it. Yeah, Steph yes. Curry came at the end and got it from from him. Yeah, that's true. So you know, and you know, I, I would you know I would say that you know Bradley Beal, you know he's, I, he's not quite as good as Clay Thompson as far as shooting guards concerned because um, Clay Thompson is a lockdown defender, mm-hmm. a much more efficient shooter. Mm-hmm. But I do place Bradley Beal in that top All NBA shooting guard. You know, I, I put I place him in that top NBA shooting guard. All you know, conversation. He's he's there. And he just needs probably like the right point guard who's a pass-first point guard mm-hmm. who believes in getting the ball past half court and passing to Bradley Bill and let Bradley Bill do what he wants to do with efficiency, of course, to, you know, help, you know, to allow Bradley Bill to be the leader that he is. You know, because we, you know, he's always been a major factor, you know, with him and John Wall. Right. But now that John Wall is gone and Bradley Bill can be the centerpiece of the offense, I think that Washington has a bright future. Is you know, but that future does not have to involve Russell Westbrook. No. So, my, that's that's my you know that's Russell Westbrook to Lakers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need him, Washington. Let, let, let us get him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Washington doesn't need him. All the good all the good players come to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so again, we said that. Uh, we look for the Suns to finally close out the Clips in Game Three and Game Four. Oh, I'm sorry, Game Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, that that will that's going to help the Suns immeasurably because they're going to be off for about at least half a week before the Eastern Conference gets itself settled. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a real boon to the Suns going into that Game One of the of the Finals. Uh, Devin Booker again, again, so again. Proving himself in a national stage, um, Clippers are. Like I said the Clippers. Everyone seems to be trying to give them the game. They did. They didn't want it. I just don't see what else LA can do. I mean, and especially now that Chris Paul is back in the lineup after having uh, had a COVID break. Yeah. Um, now I think for for the for the Clippers, for the Suns anyway. I it just. I mean, I agree. Noth- nothing just seems to be able to stop them right now. Here's the thing that's really hurting the Clippers right now. Kawhi Leonard's not there. Yeah, and Kawhi's off. That's, that's the other thing. Let's, let's just call a spade a spade. Yep. Kawhi Leonard's not there. Yep. And if Kawhi's not there, now you're forcing your Robin to be Batman. Mm-hmm. You're forcing Paul George. And I'm not saying that Paul George is incapable of doing it. We've seen what he can do. He can, he can play well. But sometimes in playoff games, he just don't show up. Yeah. So – if you go back to game two, where they lost on the live, where uh, where Aiden won the game in game two, which was a bizarre ending to it, Paul George missed two free throws. Mm-hmm. He had a great game, but he missed two free throws, oh. which is funny because that's what he's going to be known for. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not for the game that he had, the game that he played, but for the two free throws that he missed that still kept the, the Suns alive and still – made them able to win that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, and 
Just to think that he nicknamed himself Playoff P. <laughs> and you know what, Leon? I didn't even realize he did that. And some <laughs> people been saying this on, on ESPN and Fox Sports and everybody been saying, I didn't realize that, that he actually named himself that. I thought a sportscaster or somebody named him. Yeah, you can't program. name yourself something yeah, like he that. named himself Playoff P, and he might have jinxed himself. <laughs> exactly, because if you name yourself, it's up to you to, to uh, prove it every night. But if, you're, but if it's named you... But if someone names it to you, there's no pressure to it. Yep. Man, yeah. Yeah. Some people are stating that his name is Playoff P-E-E. Mm. I thought it was Playoff P-U. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. And, of course, Ben Simmons, we all know he needs Dr. Phil more than anything <laughs> is, what he, is what he needs. Well, that's, again, that's uh, Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown. I'm John Morgan. We're going to last three guys do a podcast. If you're listening, I apologize for this hum. That's kind of going out over the air. Uh, there's, uh, there's an issue. And, uh, it's funny. We had headphone issues. I finally got that fixed, and now something else has arrived. So it just never stops here. And don't worry. We'll get this, we'll get this straightened out, and it, we'll have it straightened out for you next week. I want to talk a little bit uh, in our time left because, again, we want to be sure that we're off in time to watch Game 3 of the Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. I've... I've I mean, if you know me, you know I'm a Vanderbilt grad, and it always seems like Vanderbilt is in the national news for some sports news for something or another. They did it again this weekend, and it was something completely not their fault. And they found themselves to be the number one villain in the sports world in America. Of course, talking about NC State, all NC State had to do is win one game, either Friday or Saturday to advance to the College World Series final where they would face what was then the winner of Texas and Mississippi State, turned out to be Mississippi State. And when they went into that Friday game, now remember, um, North Carolina State's their last game was Monday. They didn't have to play from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They had, they had two players who came sick. It turned out they have COVID. And then when they did contact tracing for the rest of the team, tested the rest of the team, they found four players had COVID. So what the NCAA did for that Friday game is say to NC State, you cannot well, the four players who have, who have COVID they're out. I mean, they're out regardless but you can't have your unvaccinated players participate. So as a consequence, North Carolina State had 13 players, which is about half the total mm-hmm. you are allowed with in that particular game, which Vanderbilt wound up winning by a score of 3-1 to one behind great pitching by Kumar Rocker, and I'll get into that in a moment. But then the NCA, they went into it, they tested everybody, and they ruled Saturday is that North Carolina State, you are done because we cannot guarantee everyone's safety because apparently some of the players that were tested, they, they turned out to be asymptomatic, wow. which is the worst thing you can have, which means that they're contagious, but they don't know it, and eventually they did come down with COVID. So North Carolina State out of the tournament when they had a pretty good chance of advancing to the final to the final weekend the final series so now so they had a ceremony on Sunday where or Saturday where they declared themselves national champions a la central florida in football a couple years ago so my question this is a situation in my opinion guys where there really was no good answer you're either asking north carolina state to play in a situation where they could potentially infect everybody or you knock them out and give their season an end. A season which saw them defeat the defending champion Arkansas after losing game one of the series, of a three-game series of the Super Regional by a score of 21-2. to They lost game one, then came back and defeated the Razorbacks. 
even getting their number one pitcher, Cops, Casey Cops, on the hill and beating him. Because it seemed like Arkansas, they're, well, and that's a separate issue of how they um, use Cops in the regular season. This guy's unhittable. They used him as a closer. They tried to use him as a starter. It didn't work on that do-or-die Monday game. So, again, this is a situation for the NCAA. There's no good solution, and everyone is reacting in a different way where they're blaming the NCAA and they're blaming Vanderbilt, who had essentially done nothing wrong. They are not involved in this situation. The only thing going against the Commodores is that they won it, the whole thing, two years ago, and it always seems that they use COVID is being used to their advantage. Um, I remember in the fall they didn't play Georgia simply because – they did. It went through the team. They didn't. They had like 50 players available. You have to bring 53. They didn't have a team for that game, and Georgia was still mad because it denied them a chance to honor their seniors. Senior day, of course, and of course, there's the whole issue where COVID knocked out their place kicker. They didn't have a place kicker. They went to Sarah Fuller on the women's soccer team so she could fill in for two games. Got a field goal against Tennessee. Tennessee Volunteers are the only team in and all of P5, Power 5 college football to have a female score points against them. So I, want, I just want to remember that. Mm-hmm. And then there was a the whole argument of, of, quote, wokeness, unquote. So, again, this is another situation where it seems like Vanderbilt is being cast aspersions on for something that they did not do. They had no input in this. They would have rather win it on the field. And it's just, a, it's just a bad situation all the way around. It seems to me it's another black mark against the NCAA. And I'm going to turn this around and see what you guys have to say. A uh, sad thing about this is that this is not the first time that this has happened. Uh, if you recall in this year's NCAA tournament, VCU had to – didn't play. Yeah. They, and, advan- and Oregon advanced right, to the next round. But that was a first round – first, second round game. That wasn't that, – that, that wasn't that. No, yeah, it would have been a semifinal game. It would Right. It would be a better analog. Listen, I'm I'm to believe that if there are rules, there are rules. Mm -hmm. Okay? And no, Vanderbilt shouldn't be vilified for it because Vanderbilt wasn't the team who violated the COVID protocol. It was NC State, for Christ's sake. It was NC State. They knew coming in that if someone on your team Mm – has violated COVID protocol or has came down with COVID or whatnot. And none of and your teammates are unvaccinated. This this is what it's all about. It's all about the safety of the players. Right. I do understand. It's all about the safety of the people in general. Mm-hmm. I do understand that things have opened up now. Mm-hmm. All right. Georgia has opened up. Uh just about every state really has opened up mm-hmm. now. But you still have protocols because this COVID thing still hasn't went away yet. You know, so you still have to follow guidelines. It's like when I go out now, I'm vaccinated. So when I go out now, I still keep my mask in my pocket simply because even though I'm vaccinated, on the stores, it says, hey, look, you got to put your mask on. Right. That's protocol. If you don't follow that protocol, that means I don't get in the store and I don't get what I need. Yeah. You know, same thing for NC State. So why is Vanderbilt (laughs) being... Like I guess vilified. Yeah. Why are they being vilified for something that they didn't do? Right. You know, and Vanderbilt it really didn't matter anyway because Vanderbilt's one of the best teams in baseball, in college baseball. See, so it, it really wouldn't even matter. Yeah, Vanderbilt's got the best one-two pitching com- uh, combo in the nation. 
it's the, what, that I've seen in 10 years. Yeah, and Kumar I've seen Rocker and Jack Leiter. The problem with this team is they can't hit. They can't hit. Yeah, that's, that's the, the only thing that's with That's the problem with this team. Vanderbilt can't hit. Yeah, right. I did know that I was going to text you on that, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we know. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the end of the day, I feel that, you know, <clears throat> the NCAA could have did something different, but they weren't willing to do something different. And I was like, they could have put it off. That's and that's that's the thing. They could have put it off, but that would have raised uh, that would be an incredible logistical nightmare, because all, because Omaha is now a tourist destination for this. They would have had to a refund the tickets, b try to find another date, c wait for NC State to get clear. And listen, that's two weeks. If you're waiting, if you're looking for NC State to get cleared. That's two weeks, and a lot of coaches have other considerations, like they're, like NC State's coach Avent. He's mm-hmm. with the USA Baseball. He's got to get ready for the Olympics. So, the, like I said, and of course, D, where are you going to set it up? Uh, the Major League Draft is coming up. Um, player, for instance, Vanderbilt, Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter, they're going to be first-round picks. Do you tell them not to sign? Or do you say, well, hold off signing and risk your rookie league status? As Daniel said, and there, there really was no good, 100% perfect solution for this. It wasn't. No, and the NCA did. The NCA, yes, the NCA has has absorbed a lot of criticism. And as Daniel said, it's NC States. I mean, they knew the rules. You're trying to tell me that Tim Corbin did not tell his Vanderbilt players. You don't get vaccinated, you don't play. You don't play. Yeah, He had to. Yeah. Because if he didn't, he probably would have gotten fired. Right. On the spot because of that. And remember, Dolly Parton gave Vanderbilt Health a million dollars to help the COVID cure. I didn't even know that. No, she did. It's Dolly Parton 1, North Carolina State 0. So... so, (laughs) On a solo home run. (laughs) Exactly. On a a solo shot. So, you know... so that's that's kind of it. I mean, it, it, the thing of it is, though, what Avent, what the coach Avent is doing, he said, hey, it's none of my business to tell to tell my team to get vaccinated or not. Vaccinated or not. Which yeah. means, and of course, now the, the Republicans and all the MAGAs, they're loving this because, hey, it's, you know, government forcing us to do something that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Or basically, not even that. It's just government forcing us to do something big-handed, you know. And but like, but like we, but like we said, this is different yeah. than a bit than whether or not I can own an electric car. Because they're in the national championship round now, right? Yeah. So it's Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting in an, in another issue because Mississippi State they don't understand Vanderbilt scholarship policy, so they they, <laughs> they think that we get all these. Unlimited scholarships, and they're just held to 11.7, which right. is not, not true, true because Vanderbilt's tuition is three times that. Exactly. It's a private school, States. right? Yes, the only yeah. private school in the conference. In the it's, conference yeah. it's almost like we're not allowed to do well. Yeah. Uh, we're only allowed to do well in sports that nobody else cares about, <laughs> like, like women's bowling. <laughs> no one else cares about that, but in sports that people actually care about, 
We're not do. We're not allowed to do well. Like the power three. You're talking about the power three sports: baseball, basketball, football. I would even go so far as women's basketball. Yeah. Soccer. They're as good as it gets when it comes to baseball. Yeah. They 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 really are. Every year, Vander. You better be scared of Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're Every year in factors. basketball, in, in baseball. Yes. But, rather. But especially like in basketball, your footballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would even say it allows these people to feel good about themselves by beating up the by the beating up the only private yeah. school team. So I say this too. That's, that's interesting about that series, Mississippi State. If they win the national championship from Vanderbilt, it'll be their first ever national championship in any sport. Yeah, mm. they have not won a national title in and look, any and sport. Look who's go- not and, even golf. And that is amazing <laughs> that you say that about Mississippi State because. Mm-hmm. Think of all the players who have come through Mississippi State. Raphael Palmero, Jack yeah, Clark. Jack Clark. Oh. That's crazy. I didn't, yeah, I forgot Palmero uh, went yeah. to Mississippi State. Yeah. Hmm. I hope my aunt's not listening to this because she played ball for Mississippi State. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's, so that's my date, that's my rant against, uh, about Vanderbilt, uh, as how much they're getting vilified. And for, they are. Yeah, they really are. They for really nothing are. that they did wrong. And every, I mean, NC basically State. everybody is saying now Vanderbilt's the bad guy. We're all fans of Mississippi State, right? I mean, that's. But two of them, okay. Even if you, there is a Vanderbilt fan who whistles during an opposing team's at bat, just whistles the entire thing, drives them, drives everybody else nuts. Right. Uh, wants basically wants them wants him to shut up during the games. It's basically, right. but Mississippi State has cowbells. So I'm really not sure there's a difference between the two. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm John Morgan and Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown. Here we are, the last three guys to do a podcast. We also have a hum that I've been trying to take care of during the Along entire the game, hum. but it's the all, hum has joined us. But I will hopefully get this fixed in um, essence for tomorrow. Oh, Reinhardt football, their schedule for next season, 2021. Full schedule finally been announced. We kind of knew what it was, but now the dates have been assigned. We know what's going on. September 2nd, that Thursday night, it's going to be home against Kennesaw State. Then we're going to have two straight home weeks up in Waleska. September 11th against... Oh, this is embarrassing. Oh, Warner, September 11th against Warner University from Lakeland, Florida. September 18th, home against Campbellsville from Campbellsville, Kentucky. September 25th, Reinhardt's on the road to uh, McKenzie, Tennessee, and Bethel, Bethel Wildcats. September, October 2nd, on the road to Ave Maria. They are located in Fort Myers, due east of Fort Myers. And some people will say, John, the only thing due east of Fort Myers is the Everglades. And you're absolutely right. Whether or not, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. After that game, it's going to be the uh, big, the Mid South Appalachian Division. We're going to hit all of our home, our conference games, and it's going to alternate home road, home road, home road. Starting out first at home with Bluefield. The Bluefield Rams come in on the ninth. Then on the sixteenth, we'll be at Point University. October 23rd, home against Faulkner. Uh, November, then the next weekend, I guess that would be wait a minute, the 23rd at St. Andrews. Then November thir- then uh, the 30th, home against Un- Union College. And finally, we're going to wrap it all up November 6th on the road in Grayson, Kentucky at Kentucky Christian. So that is your 2021 Reinhardt football schedule. 
in some form, we will the three of us will be doing all all eleven of those games. Yeah. So whether yeah. or not it's good, I mean, hard to say right now. But it is sixty-seven. Again, that's a Thursday night, so Friday, so sixty-seven days until we get everything started just up the road from where we are right now at Kennesaw State. And I really like the fact that the first three games are in the state of Georgia, basically home games. Battle of I-75, and then, and then Warner and Campbellsville, Campbellsville Tigers. The 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 game, of course, I'm looking forward to is at Kennesaw State. Of course, uh, I think we did that game two years ago. Well, so, sixty, well, sixty six percent of it anyway. Yeah, sixty six percent of it because it got rained out. <laughs> I think they called it in what the the end of the third quarter or like well, the beginning of the fourth, yeah, something, something like that. Something it like was that. called that way. Um, but of course, I always love the trip that we take to Point yeah, as well too, down in Valley, Alabama. So I'm always looking forward to that. Um, I'm just looking forward to Reinhardt football, yeah. like being back to normal. I know we had a spring schedule this year; we had fun, and it was it was pretty warm outside. <laughs> but this time, we're going to be dealing with treacherous weather, and we're going right. to be on the roof. So you know, I'm I'm actually I'm, looking, I'm actually forward, looking to it forward to those. At least if we're going to be on the roof in September, it's early September. It's so, early September, so we're not right? Gonna be that, it's not yeah. going to be that horrible, but. Right? Uh, September the second is going to be fun because oh, nice. it, it, we remember the last time they was on ESPN Plus. Yes, and we're, and we're probably going to be on that again. Yeah, so you know we're up in the booth and we have uh, instant replay. So, yes, you know that was nice. We had so much fun with that; yes, <laughs> it was crazy. So you know, and it was it was a joy for myself personally able to get a chance yeah, to call first my first time. playoff game. Yep. yep. You know, that was, that was it was very fun. You know, and the, I mean, the weather, I mean, it wasn't cold weather or anything like that. You know, we was actually up there enjoying ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to that. And again, all that takes place starting September 2nd, Thursday night at Kennesaw State University, just up the road yeah. from uh, where we are right now at Fifth, at, uh, Fifth Third Bank Fifth Stadium, Third Bank up there on the campus of Kennesaw State in Kennesaw, Georgia. Looking forward to that one. Well, uh, again, like I said, we got to get we're gonna wrap this up a little early because again, this this hum is just is just driving us a little nuts. I got to get it taken care of. I think it's just a power cord issue. New power cord should set it should uh, <coughs> should fix it right up, and we'll be all set for tomorrow. So next for uh, sorry for next week, next weekend again, Hawks series. How's it going? Will they advance, or is it gonna be Bucks Suns, or will the Clippers come off the mat? Who knows? Stranger things have been Stranger things have been happening. We don't know what else is – we really can't predict because that's really what it, this whole series has told us. Don't try to forecast because you're just going to look incredibly stupid. All right, uh, so for Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown, I'm John Morgo. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be, this episode will drop Tuesday night, hum it all, on all your various <laughs> uh, all your various podcast platforms. Of course, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, they're all there. You can pick us up. Thanks again for your support. This has been The Last Three Guys to Do a Podcast. <laughs>